When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Farscape. 2,000 ways we weren't. Wasn't. The episode opens with squadron armoured peacekeepers. Keepers with soldiers' weapons that are ready, marching with brisk determination for the corridors of the Fonian. At the head is an armed young peacekeeper named Vorek. He is tall and slender with handsome black dark eyes and hair. Turns about breaking his urgent pace to pilot's den, the Levanian, where he stops in front of the pilot. The soldiers run fan out to flank him. On either side his pilot's appearance is indistinguishable from the pilot we knew we know, but her gaze is to fight. She speaks the voice of a strong and sure older woman. Lady Pilot, Lieutenant Volek, his blade of force would change nothing. Volek, this is not a blade. I offer you one final chance to cooperate, Lady Pilot, passionately. I have been bonded to this fighting for twenty-one cycles. Two minds, two bodies, intertwined in one. Speaks of Edridge Constacery, indistinct at times, as if we're marching her, watching on an old film. Whatever your secret project is, I will not precipitate. Orek, his tone is mild but persistent. This fighting will do what I wish if you lead her to do so. Lady Punnett with anger and contempt. Peacock would subject us, torture us, and now you expect us to cooperate with you? You have no understanding of convent, convent between Fanny and Pilot. Vorek, and he makes no response except to say quiet in Lady Pilot's own language. Et atta etta. Lady Pilot, not Lady Pilot, she whispers clear gas, clear taken back by Vorek's words. She whispers another Pilot. Vorek, unblinking, he being. Held down at transport bay, awaiting your decision. Lady Pilot recovering from a shock. She demands angrily. I insist you reverse the control color of anesthetic. Waking into funny at once. But that moment, a feminine voice is heard from the distance to the de- entrance of the den. Crassus, outraged by Lady Pilot's atrocity. You insist the image again takes on the quality of an old documentary film. A jumpy home movie. She shouts to Varric, Lieutenant. What is going to take it so long, Varric? Christ advanced towards him. I'm offering her one last chance to see the folly of her. Christ is cutting him off. You've been, have you skewed a placement pilot? Varric, yes, Captain, but Christ is cutting him off again. He screams the order the PK soldiers fire. With that, the squad of soldiers raise their weapons and commence firing on Lady Pilot. She screams and withers in agony. As volley after volley of pulse fire hits her, finally penetrating her tough hide and killing her, Vorek has turned to face Crisis when he enters, he enters, does not take his eyes off him during the murder of Lady Pilot. Finally, when he screams, Stop! There's no sound but a dripping of her blood, the regal sizzle of her charred flesh. Crisis demands impatiently of Vorek, How long will it take to place her? Warwick, I can, can't be certain until we strike the body. Close as furious, and stop wasting my time. Get your unit working. Begins to exit, but, but turns back to look at Warwick, who stands rooted at the spot where Close has left him. The screams move. He leaves the scene once again. Comes the home movie. One of the PK soldiers has a camera mounted on his helmet, which now swivels from back to Warwick's head in a parting crisis. First to the dead Lady Pilot and soldiers standing next to him and says, PK camera, 
man, how far down there do you think it is? Very overhears a question and turns to his head. So do I know. I'll find out soon enough. PK Cameron grumbling. I hate waste removal. Very shouting furiously. Keep your opinions to yourselves. Is that clear? Camel whirls about like lightning and stops at the face of one of his fellow soldiers. He pulls off a camera el- helmet and they all shout, Yes, sir. All his tops. The face of a female soldier is Aaron. Aaron's face shimmers away to reveal Shinan and John. They're sitting somewhere in Moya, outside the table, and the table projector holding in the hollow chip, which a frozen visage of Aaron raises. Has been watching a recording of past events aboard Moya. John Stone is flat and is clearly disturbed by his scene as he asks Shinian. John, where did you find this? Shinian quietly, top tier, digging through all the drain stored up there. John muttering ruminantly, must be some kind of peacekeeper recording device. Shinian, did you see what I see? This is Aaron. It shows she would have been aboard Moya. John annoying. As he, sta- uh, he stares at the image of Moira Aaron's face, Pico's must have kept his thing running 24-7 spy, no people. Shinian insists upon his attention. Crichton, that is Aaron. She's been aboard Moira before. He looks out of her. She killed her partner. He makes no response other than to lower his eyes back to the recorded image of Aaron, staring coldly at the him. His look, his look is that of a man with pulse, horrified, confused and very worried. Cut to later. The crew of Moya, not including Ponnet, have gathered to watch the recording together. They confront Aaron. He sits at the table closest to the Bartlow, recording as it plays. The others are gathered loosely around, watching and listening grimly. Rachel grasps with horror at the projected death of Lady Ponnet by firing squad. Aaron seems to be having trouble watching it. PK squad on the recording shouts, Yes, sir. Camera focuses on face. She roughly yanks the telescope out of the projector. Projector slaps it on the table. Aaron, upset, angry, near tears. Yes, it's me a minute. Are you happy now? Says Anne, gentle but customary. It shows you've been aboard Moya before. There you go. Why did you tell us? us? Why is damning? Criminally obvious, isn't it? She helped murder a defenseless pilot. Aaron, her voice is quivering. I must have been about three circles. There have been about hundreds, about hundreds of fires. No idea that, that it was a Moya. Shinian sighed. Oh, not so. None Caesarians look alike. Is that it? Aaron, I'm, I don't know, Shinian. John's stepping up to take Aaron's part. And hopefully defuse a potentially explosive situation. Look, Aaron's on that tape. He's not there, and we know. That is a long time ago. Why are you not backing down that easily? Why is circles isn't wrong? Ha, huh, I'd have bought Moya by then. Suzanne Bayful, as I was. I do a customary. Maybe you were one of the ones who t- took a turn at torturing me. Ever torture Havian? They go chiming on a chorus of, chorus of doubt. Perhaps you helped torture me too. I know she's upset and racked with guilt. She sits watching his friends resting their elbows at the table. Table wringing their hands in front of her face. John attempting to confront her. Comfort her. He reaches to touch her shoulder. Aaron, just don't. He slaps his hand away, about taking a gaze from the others, who she knows she could very well have been directly helped to torment. John steps back and dresses a lot of them firmly. Okay, everybody, neutral colonels, let's chill out for a microt. We have all our things in our past. We'd rather not have an instant play play. Sedan, refusing to allow him to minimize. Multitude. What happened? She replies in a deadly tone. True enough, John. But I still don't, can't accept the cold but it's thought of as such a helpless creature. Aaron bursting into out defensively. Oh, it's perfectly fine to cut off one of his arms then. Is it the lands then fixes her with Owen Gain glare? Why do pronouncing his judgment? Peacekeeper murder. Pronouncing his judgment, peacekeeper murderer. Aaron lunges furiously at him. But John goes after him and pulls her back as he yells. John Aaron no. But her fury as much as self-directed as it is that Roger was tense, he turns on him. Before things can escalate further, he stops her short with the words, Don't. You're helping. You're not helping your cause. She's only breaking the momentary silence for something resembling consolatory words. What have you guys been thinking all this time? What? She's not with picking out picking baskets of rolled buds? 
All the other mean pigs did all that real nasty stuff. A moment's silence as Aaron turns her face again, looking dead and drained. As Ellen looks away, she was a peacekeeper. Aaron flat, yes, I was a peacekeeper. And things were very different then. She speaks, her voice quivers again. Seems she's a present of three years ago. And Moyer was part of the peacekeeper fleet and included at least two other Lithuanians, crisis command carrier. My priority and my value of my relationships. The Moyer of Aaron's memory bustles with peacekeepers, their prowlers and teleports, docking and unloading. Elders and information being crispy, called and unknowledged. She herself is the only soldier standing in sentry duty. Outside one of Kelga Bay's, her dark hair is tight pulled back. She's clad in body, black body armour and toting a big rifle. Varek approaches her. Varek presently offers the sun. She turns towards him. Wish you were back flying priorities again. Huh? She does not respond. Looks away as if keeping an eye on the crowds moving around them. The long pause. He speaks again. She looks back at him as he says, You're a very fine pilot. I'm glad you were resigned to my to my fly in my transport. His Trinity just stares blankly at him. He doesn't give up. She turns to walk at a sentry post. He falls in beside her. We are, we were in space for twenty-two solar days, and nor not once did you ask what the cargo was. Aaron clearly not pleased with the assignment, but she speaks in neutral tone, mindful that she's superior. He's a superior officer. He also is a man. I get the ain't control duty, but calls resigns, resigns to transport duty. That's fine. I do what I'm ordered to do, but it doesn't mean I have to be interested. Free curiosity isn't against regulations, officer. Aaron asking questions is, and besides, but the question to ask my superiors it would be why I was pulled from private detail. When do I get to go back? By that moment, there's attention. It's drawn by muffled cries of distress coming from a huge black shrouded object sitting alone nearby the trolley. Vodic approaches it and stepping under the trolley and he fastens that mesh and throws it back to reveal the muslim face upon it. His great amber eyes are rolling wide with terror. Vodic satisfying Amber's curiosity where she, whether she was not any or not a replacement pilot. Come back to present, Aaron still sits with the rest of the crew, except for Rigel, who seems to have departed. The hydro chip is lying on the table in front of her, where she slammed it down, and John amazed. Aaron, you saw Pollock, our Pollock, being brought on the board, and I was sent on the cargo transport mission. That was my cargo. I know that it was my way, and that it was Pollock. I would have said something long ago. Dago tensely, tensely. Can I tell if you're lying or not? One thing I know, for all your stakes, pilot's never been as better, never see this recording. He strides forward, picking up the projector and chip, stalks out of the room. Then, without visible anger, but clearly not wishing to be Aaron's company, that's done is done. There's nothing we do about it now. If you excuse me, I'd rather spend the next few hours alone. Sweets out as well. She's there nervously. So, our pilot wasn't Moya's first pilot, screams anxiously. Well, I'm sure, don't know, you, well, I'm sure, didn't know you pla- you could place them. Aaron, looking away from Trini, staring in space, she says quietly, you can place them all right, but it's a long, difficult, dangerous procedure. Trini, I feel you, smile face, I think I'll go chickens then. She leaves hastily. John, go. So, the guy in the tape, that was his job, replaced Miss Pilot, Mr. Pilot. Aaron's frowning very tired. It was its job to bond the new pilot, the ship, the Moya, any way he could. Cut back the Moya for three cycles ago. Back to the moment, just after Vorek was an unveiled pilot. Vorek stands close to him and gently adjusts the muzzle and moves the black mesh aside. Some more pilot eyes are fixed upon him, like a child looking at an adult to have help. If any bubbles in native language, Vorek smoothly as he leans close to Pilot's face. Remember what we discussed. Remember what we discussed. There's nothing to be afraid of. Aaron, as he watches from several feet away, impressively, portraying a spark of curiosity about Vorek's strange creature. Can't stand what he's saying. Vorek with a mixture of pride and admiration. And perhaps showing off a bit as Aaron, Aaron, he strokes the Pilot's cheek to calm and assure him. 
speaking his species ancient language one sentence can carry over a hundred different facts concepts emotions but are too complex for a translator microbes pilot sighs and seems to relax Volek pulls a knife tool from its sheath from a sheath and it continues once you come down once you're comfortable here they start simplifying simp- sentences for us at that moment crisis enters entrance is announced by a soldier <coughs> Volek quickly adapts to a diff- different mean and puts on a show of force for crisis fix the switch on a knife like tool and applies it to its chest emits an electrical, electrical charge that causes pipe wither quite in pain so Volek says early he was straightening out He'll do so immediately. Is that clear? Christ was watching with satisfaction. Aaron watches too, looking disturbed. What is what he's seeing Vorik do? Paramount cowers and and sense the Vorik's shadow command. Vorik turns if noticing crisis for the first time. Kill a crisis. Christ is running into problems already, Lieutenant? Not filling me with confidence, Vorik. No, not a problem, sir. Cuphead Aaron and John and Moya present where Aaron continues to continues talk. And pensive. No, it's not. it happened. It's over. Lazan said, What is done is done. I cannot undo it. John, I just thought perhaps if you talked. Aaron, no means no, John. Then she stands up and leaves, but once in the corridor, have you view, she falters and stops. Doubles over slightly, if made nauseous by the power of the memory stirred up by the recordings. Cut back to Moya, three seconds ago. Three seconds ago, Crisis Boric. Walking briskly along the corridor, Aaron trails behind her as they speak. Warwick, I estimate the surgeon will be complete in eighty-three arms. Crisis, you make me, you have, you may have sixty. Warwick, it can't be done. Crisis, then you will find a way. You solve it once you install this new pilot and teach her to command his violin as a director. Warwick, the pilot is a he, sir. With due respect, I understand my responsibilities. Pilot is young and experienced. Crisis said, "Is why the peacekeeper entry tech sent me, sent me you. You're the only one that could do what I want as quickly as I want." He stops and turns to face Warwick. Aaron hovers behind him, looks studied with blankness on her face. So that's how my project depends on it. Are you telling me you can't? Very respectful, but with defiance of a man who takes pride in his work, it will take time to decrimate him, more time to conform physiologically. And even more time to teach it. That is what my report was saying. Crisis dangerously. And my report was saying that you're merely excuses of mass. Your own incompetence. Whose report do you think that will be believed? Don't you threaten me, Lieutenant. Take a lesson from your new pilot. Anyone can be replaced. These turns to leave Aaron, but Aaron been waiting a chance to grab it now. Aaron, Captain Crisis. He pauses. To face her from a few paces away, continues with military formality. Officer Aaron's son, Aaron Command, Company Pacer Regiment, currently reassigned. I'd like to state my case of being returned to my regular assignment as a prowler. Crisis is completely indigenous, pretty concerns, soldier alone. Owen, without any further acknowledgement of his existence, turns on his heel and walks off. Red door is heard of slamming somewhere. Aaron looks crestfallen. Vorek looks bitter as he says, Aaron. Vorek, I guess we're stuck with each other for at least a little while longer. He won't turns and walks away as well, as well, leaving Aaron alone. As two of her fellow grunts approach, they give her a bullish little shove base by way of greeting and block her path, seeing as if the sun may not be well liked by her chrome mates. Bull soldier, well, well, if it isn't a high and mighty little prowler violet. Hair soldier, he slaps handfuls of slime on Aaron's uniform. Too good to get down to the hole with us and dig out the old pilot's guts, huh? Bold soldier, delivery being gross. All oh, those no fibers. I can't believe how far down Beastie got into the ship. Haired soldier, scoots looping, and have a great smear of pilot thing guts on her cheek and neck. Aaron recalls with disgust. Well, you're one of us now. You'll be digging guts for us next time. Aaron pushes past him without saying a word. Cut to present day Moya. 
and alone in a gym ferocity swinging at a punching bag. She howls with pain at memories. Every blow she delivers, but finally she collapses on the mat, sobbing. Her knuckles are bloody from the violence. The workout slow footsteps approach as he lays there. John softly. You're making hamburger here. She sits down on his knee. Beside her on the mat reaches to comfort her. Tries to push him off, but it's gently persistent. Talk to me, come on. Being down to her level, the mat pulls her up, cradling her as she sobs broken heartily. What happened back then? She continues to cry inconsolably. She pulls her slowly, her tears abate. Cut to later, Aaron and John are still in the gym, sitting on the mat. Aaron has gathered herself, sits a couple of feet away from him as they talk. Aaron quietly and in frank, unusual frankness. Crudden, you might have noticed that at times I keep you at distance. John, many times, vast distances. Aaron, there's a distant reason for that. John, just one? She takes makes her response go ahead. Aaron must be curious a bread and read. For one purpose, military surface reaction is a sign. No such thing as lifelong mate. John, but you have a relationship. The man, female kind. And of course, there are many as often as you want. Please keep a high command and understand troopers' biological needs. I mean, you don't connect with anyone openly. You never have with any longevity against the point in my relationships back then. Tended to be somewhat. He reaches the words he wants. John, empty? Aaron, painful. John, well, what does that have to do with the tape? What? Ah, this is about the guy, Vorick. Cut back to Roy of three, of three seconds ago. Anne glances supercessively round her. Before entering private quarters of Bald Moya. As he does, Vorick is there, waiting for cut back to present day Moya. What about him? And uh, he um, cut back to Moya three seconds ago. Private quarters. Anne removes her jacket, stands, tank top. Vorick approaches her from behind and grabs her, bending her to face him. Cut back to present day Moya. Johnny Watt. Aaron, we cut back to Moya three seconds ago. Varick claps his hands over Moya's mouth, swings around onto the bed. But there's no rape. This is no rape. It's play. He moves his hand and gazes over a moment. They, him, kiss with a gentle passion. Cut back to present day Moya. We were lovers. John taking back lovers. Averts his eyes. Embarrassed, perhaps. Less sure of his presumptions about her. Lovers are interesting. Didn't think I'd ever seen you use that word before. So did. Stemmer's unable to quite figure out how to formulate the question. Do you did you love him? Aaron, I felt something for him. I never felt for any of the other men were he created with. I don't know what it was, but I guess now I could say it was love. John Wright, well, from what way you tell the story, you sounded kind of sadistic. Aaron, with a voice quivering, no, the opposite. That was the problem. And at the moment, Pilot interrupts them via clamshell viewer. Pilot Isley, Officer Sun, she and John look at the image. P.F. Pilot, she stares painfully at Aaron and holds one claw. Ridiculously holds a microchip chip of Lady Pilot's murderer. You must talk. He cuts communication. John, how the hell did you get a hold of that? Aaron, doesn't matter. You've seen it. I have to go to talk to him. John, fine. I'll go with you. Aaron, no. It, it just has to be him. Just for him and me. Shortly after, cut the pilot's den. Great old door opens. Aaron stands, silhouetted. There for a moment, Pilot's facing away. To fix his left eye in her as he slowly approaches his console. Aaron, Pilot, no response. It's difficult for both of us. Pilot abruptly swivels to face her, hitting fury both of us. Isn't it me on that calling committing bioetic slaughter with no remorse? Aaron pleading, but firm, confident. He come around. It is me, Pilot. Aaron, we are closer than any other two tours in the ship. I still carry remnants of your DNA inside of me. Pilot, that's, but that's why the betrayal cuts so deep and the defensive loudly, bordering aggression. Your DNA is not the same DNA as the pilot was calling. Again, she snatches hologram chip from the projector and snaps it down. Do you have any idea how I felt when I saw it? When I was reminded what I had done, and now is not the time to make it about yourself, Pilot Aaron. Pilot lets loose with a loud growl, pure rage, and lashes out of her with one claw. Gets her by the throat and commences to throttle her as he struggles ineffectually against his strength. 
I cut back the mile three cycles ago, but this time from pilots protected. The scene is that is the den. The pilot is still muzzled, his arms bound. Since his battered body cannot be manually lifted to pilot station, he is suspended over it by use of crane-like set of cables he lowered in place. The great room rings. The calls of PK's technicians. He looks confused and frightened. Violet crouches below the pilot station to guide the placement. Pilot is attached to a great ring. There is apparatus upon which he still sit, be able to swivel at his console for the rest of his life. Aaron Varek steps aside as the ring and pilot make contact. The station he uses what looks like a sort of notebook computer to monitor the process. The ring comes in place of metallic clang. Pilot looks anxious from side to side. New surroundings. Pilot station through tears. His top up consists of console. Where the pilot of a body is seen. Lower up here is where the unseen connections of Moya are made with bodily lower body. When it climbs the ladder to the top of the station, he calls. When it prepare for all powers, conduits to connect. Tech, we are ready, sir. Ronick, he comes behind the console to stand near pilot and says gently, We're ready to remove this thing now, so remember, calm and easy. K pilot watches him and nods his panting and anxiety. Okay, here we go. For it lifts the muzzle the pilot's mouth. The pilot's mouth and pilot immediately bursts in frantic instead of pilot speak. Pilot ka chi can ta. Kakuyu. Bonic, slow, slow, remember, simple sentences, yes. Pilot halting as he struggles to make himself understood. Am I there? Pilot, he holds a scanning device next to his pilot's head. After sensing the readout, replies, Indeed, you are your new home. Pilot, he takes his eyes from Vorik. The next first time he gazes, wonder, console in front of him, ship. Vorik, her name is Moya. Pilot, repeating the name with awe and joy, a child. Introduced to a wonderful new creature, Moya. Cut back to present day, Moya. But pilot continues to scream, inherent rage. Aaron struggles to free herself from his chokehold. Aaron, she managed to gag out a distress call via calm. Oh, go, Crichton, Crichton, Crichton. Cut to him in the corridor. He breaks into a run for pilot's den. Aaron, there you go, joining John. What happened? John Aaron went to see pilot. Somehow got his hands recording. There you go. I had that recording on my quarters hidden. Cut back to the pilot's den. He continues his assault on the iron. He cut again to Vora three cycles ago. Pilot Vorek continue talking to Vorek proceeds with an artificial bonding process. Pilot hesitant, nervous, eager to know. Moya. Does she know I'm here, does she? Vorek, she's under heavy sedation at the moment. But she'll be and uh, she will be until the bonding is complete. Pilot, he still struggles to find words, he says with genuine innocence. A bonding takes over over a cycle. Time is two. Right, he stops his work and lays a hand upon his shoulders. A natural bonding. We don't have time for that. Cut her back to present day Moya. Dago and John burst into pilot's den, taking a terrible scene and moaning. Hanning pilot processing strangling Aaron to death. John no, take a pilot. Keen John rushed to Aaron's aid by pilot. Freshly with swats both of them away. Fear of flies goes sprawling yards the great navigator's console. Aaron struggling to breathe John. Pilot hits a panel on his console. Dago and John begin to suck away from him and Aaron by a powerful rush of air. John is venting the chamber. Cut back to pilot and Vorek three cycles ago. Pilot he still sits with a muzzle hanging loose around his neck as he watches Varric work and says slowly, his ship is Moya. She doesn't know her old pilot is dead, does she? If when she's waking my presence here, it'll be a complete surprise to her. Well, by then, the dining process will be complete. You have no time to allow you further adjustments to new, your new surroundings. He climbs back down to the lower tier when pilots are pilots are Donovan. Back legs exposed. It's best of all of us. But it's best for all of us the sooner we get over with. Then he reaches inside pilot's body via what seems a natural orifice with his bare hand, pulls out a great mass of snowy white guts and nerve fibers. Look like loops of small vacuum cleaner hoses. 
by the grits of his teeth and groans of, of his discomfort. Cut back to present day Moya, pipe screams of rage, now tempers off, agonized groans of memory. Then, instead of finishing Aaron, turns her to the floor where she lies, coughing and gasping, shuts down the venting of the chamber atmosphere, roars at her pilot, you killed his ship, her pilot, the pilot that belonged here. I will not have you bored dignifying her with your presence until Aaron leaves. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This vessel, John is able to get to his feet. Great Aaron, where he moves out to sit up and get air. His pilot continues, "Why will not move another matra?" John Gates of pilot dumbstruck, but his unprecedented display of passion and power. Great navigates simultaneously shuts Moya down. It's dim. Her engine powered back, and as she glides, the stops stop dead. The pace of her running lights wink. Tear by tear, pilots grunts of stubborn finality. Soon after, cut to command. Diego yells in frustration. He jabs her in her operating control consoles, kicks them in furious atmosphere. Pipes completely cut the crew off from Moya's command functions. Nearby, she needs Rachel as Rachel in a deadlock. Shinny, you stole that data count from Diego's room, didn't you? By the grunts and clutches her, her grip. You said it pilot, didn't you? Rachel, we deserve to see the truth. Trini, with sarcasm, oh, the truth. Rachel and Diego struggles loudly, trying to get response from another control panel. It was my ethnic duty. Ethical duty. Ethical? Rigel, I'm dominant principle as well as action. Petronia, principle? No, I think you showed it to him. So he, owed, so he owed you one. Yeah, big one. So he's his delicate eyebrows twisted and mercifully drawn. Rigel screams in a moment. And John enters. John well. There you go, pilot's creature of his word. We not moved one metre. We're just drifting, John unnerved. No, we never seen pilot like this before. Drop of an arm, basically you can muster with a few stuttering remarks. With this he shuts down the ship, he tries to kill Aaron. Diego shut down his right. We're not moving unless he wants us to. John thoughtfully, there's more to the, that it and then what's on the calling kind of one makes you wonder how paying things were back then. Diego I don't know. Wouldn't know. Spent a whole fit time a collarbone trained the walls of my cell. He talks about leaving John to understand things pretty bad indeed. Goes to Dan, who was with Aaron, who's with Aaron, takes the slaver, oh, slaver on her fingers and slavers it without gentleness. And Aaron bruised and raw neck. Aaron witnesses pain, Sam with unsmiling passive aggression. Ah, oh, did it hurt you, my dear? Aaron, she's angry, pushes Aaron. Zidane's hands away and she says bitterly, You've done, Zidane, thank you for your compassion. Turns away and Zidane mutters, Zidane, interesting, hearing you speak of compassion. Aaron turning her back to her, a voice huskily, Think I lack compassion? Pilot of right. That I defile Moya with my present? Zidane takes my pointed eye contact. Well, you know what? He's right, and you're, you're right. He turns and yanks the duffel bag open. Zidane looks on in silence. I will be on my prowler out of here in less than an arm. Begins throwing of gear into the bag. Zidane, perhaps regretting your harshness, so he whispers, I'm sorry. I know, Zidane. I am what I am. I did what I did. Zidane, constantly, as Aaron finishes her packing and abruptly sits the duffel clothes. Aaron, your choice back then. You're exactly what was expected of you in a world that was the only kind of peacekeeper you could be. Aaron looks back at her, perhaps startled by the comment. She knows it's not true. Cut back to Moya, three circles. Aaron and Vorek are in bed. They've just finished mouth making. Aaron stretches up behind, away, uh, away from him. About a word makes to leave. Vorek, did you hear some call of battle stations that I didn't? Aaron, no. But he finished. I have got to get my duty station. Vorek, well, 
You're not expected there for another arm. Found it here with me. It allows us sort of pull back down on the bed. You don't enjoy being here with me? And it's my momentarily him. Oh, I enjoy it. Right, guessing with faults. But it isn't right to feel free, feel, I feel something for a fellow Bethesda, is it? And well, what's the point? We won't be signed together forever. Freud softly strokes her face. We could be a fairly high in a military high tech heresy. Could make it happen if you wanted me to. Aaron Peacekeeper's high command takes all assignment decisions. Makes all assignment decisions. In fact, high command does not make right decisions. Come on, Aaron. You and I have been intimate since the second sort of day of voyage to get here. There's something about you, something special. I think you know. As he sits up, brushes his hand away. No, no, I'm not special. Frank, don't take the peacekeeper's hard line, Aaron. You understand what I am saying? You can honestly tell me all you want is to fly paras. Paras like a thousand others, and serve a madman like Captain Crisis. Aaron, that is outright sub- insubordination. Frank, no, it's not. It's observation. Think about the box the peacekeeper's put your mind in, Aaron. Crisis is mean it. He's converted converted project of domination abomination. Aaron's suddenly suddenly fearful. No, I don't know anything about Crisis Project. I don't want to know. She turns to dress and puts her hair up. Right, appealing to her higher emotions. Project would like to kill his Leviathan. I cannot let that happen will you that happen will not. Aaron she abruptly turns back to him and demands, What does that mean? Right, there's a long pause, he looks at her. For making a proposal, Aaron. I know how I feel about you. I think I know how you feel about me. When I leave here, I want you to come with me. You'll be much, so much more. Cut the present modern day. Admire. As John said some words, same words for when he first met. Enters the room and breaks Aaron's room. John Aaron. She moves back, turns back to look over the shoulder at him. What are you doing? So then she packs up her medicine and leaves. She's going to do the pilot asks. She's planning to leave Moya. Aaron and John look at each other without words. Shortly after they go up to the pilot's den, John enters. The den is dark and empty. Pilot sits at his console and crystal steel. His eyes are an empty look. His face is unreadable blank. John with firm but gentle determination approaches pilot. Pilot, no to talk. Let's hash this out. Right here, right now. Five cents, the doctor's ring. Pilot looks back at him dully. Cut back to Moya, three cycles ago, pilot memory, the day you bonded, Moya's plays on. Right, speaking to pilot from lower tier, where he's been slicing pilot's great nervous bundles. To Moya, Moya, major systems graphs are complete now. Are you ready for this? Pilot's sitting very still and struggling to speak, his voice quivering. I am in great, great bill of pain. Well, as he continues working, but without some genuine regret. You'll be, you get used to the pain, Violet dismissed. Dismayed and frightened. Get used to it. You'll go away, won't it? Right, I'm afraid not. But pants and moans quietly. Mouths open, eyes staring. Unfortunate permanent side effect. Grafting process. Your voice seems so fade. A bit of pilot's fears through his pain. Now I'm not. I'm going to awaken or finding. All the senses will awaken instantly. Along with the conscious. Remember, senses are now yours. He turns on an edge of excitement, wonder. Whether I can say you're prepared you for what you're about to experience. Look at Pilot. I try not try not to be afraid. Pilot's struggling to maintain his composure. I won't cry out. Rorak. Knowing better, you will. He runs his hand. With notebook computer and Moya comes to life. Pilot does not cry out. He screams at the dawn. A drawn-out streak of someone hurling towards certain horror death. All hell breaks loose. Moya shudders and lurches. Lights flash, circuits over, over, one, overload. Barks fly. She seems to jump. Spontaneously into Starburst. But screaming with complete unbashed indignity. Something's wrong. Something's horribly wrong. But it calmly's Moya. Shudders and buckles. Bucks. Moya can sense your presence. She knows you're not the old pilot. Pilot screaming, an electrical sizzle is heard, and he's jolted. Yeah, what is that? Thorek, tapping the computer, I'm sorry, it's a pain pulse, but a, control, a cold job, brother. We must force her to set you. 
Pilate is straining to speak through the agony. Ah, it is unbearable. Pilate, it's the only way for her to set you as a new pilot. Pilate agonized, cries, continue. Turbulence of false bonding. Cut the present day Moya. Pilate is telling the awful story to John. He looks stunned, barely able to comprehend the magnitude of what he is to be joined with a ship. Much less the horror. It's horror. Pilate, your voice now quiver. Moya and it set to me because he was tortured into it. Invariably tortured into it. Then before John's eye, Pilate begins to firstly tear at himself. Bart's lies, small explosions erupt across his console, yet still he grunts with pain, with self-mobilization. Mobilization, it brings him up one claw, for John to see a mass of his own nerves, tentacles. Clear bluish, fluid runs freely from where Pilate ripped away John is speechless, yet he struggles to understand what he's seen. Pilate informs him painfully, but suicidal calm. Maya is free of me. John disbelieving what he's witnessing. Sets aside and soft speaks softly. Pilate, what the hell have you what the hell have you? Pilate breathing heavily, his speech halting. I no longer bonded to her. Cut to Maya, she floats in space. She's rolling and yawning unsteadily. She's confused or disorientated. Cut back to command Diego, Sedan and monitoring. Diego and breathing major variances. Major variances of life support system. Eternal gravity ladders. All deforming. Moya is trying to fix herself. Sedan, because Pilot is offline. Dago hits a comm to John. John, what the fuck is going on down there? Come back to Pilot Dan. John's called up onto the console, looking over at his edge. Pilot's self-inflicted wounds. Pilot's quiet and seems unconcerned. Drawing frantic shouts. John, a mixture of anger, fear and despair. Pilot, what the hell have you done? Scraping at the damage. No, no, this is no good. No, not good. Pilot slowly turning his great face to John. He murmurs a face, fading voice. The pain is finally gone. Shortly after, cut back to command, which had been plunged into darkness. Anna and John stand holding flashlights for Diego, who's trying to get one of the console, control consoles back online. John, the pilot, has been in pain all this time, and very lightly. However, that Warwick was forced to graft part of Maya's systems instead of letting the process occur naturally. Diego, why didn't you tell us this before? Aaron snapping him, because I didn't know it was pilot this pilot, remember? Well, that sounds like a small explosion. Moya lurches and yawns violently, again causing him to nearly lose their footing. John irritated kids save it for the after school. Right now, had to fix his thing, so we stop bobbing about like three men in a tub. Aaron Diego, we don't. They were need pilot's help. He's got to instruct us through the process manually. John worried. Well, yeah. I don't think pilot is a finding for dummies kind of move right now. Cut back to Moya, free cycle because pilot den. Moya's calmed and things are quiet again. PK technicians who still come and go and do their business. Aaron enters his stand watching pilot and Vorek. From lower tier on the pilot station continues to work with him. Fine tuning the connection to Pavoya. Pilot looks oddly alone. And Mr. P.K. Electricity, Overake acknowledges, speaks to him. Pilot responding to something Vorek had said, yes, working. Vorek, does that feel good? Pilot a bit uncertainly, yes. Vorek coaxing, sure. Pilot, hmm. Vorek, he makes uh, some adjustment. There, how's that? Pilot, much better. The R.D. ends. Bonnie's my impulses now. Hundreds of them. Vorek looks up towards the pilot, with expression that suggests that, but some fear of the future of his own, many armed prodigies. Prodigy. No attention approaches and Vorek climbs out the top tier to speak with him. Quiet Polly watches him from moving away from him. Take Vorek and complete the task you asked for. Everything went according to plan. Break the structure in place. The shaft is sealed. Rest of the phase of whispers. As another text joins them, finally Vorek pats them as they leave muttering, Good, good, great. Aaron, who stayed in the shadows near the door, Turns to leave too, but turns back and sees the pilot's innocent question. Pilot, what secret project, the Lieutenant Vorek? Vorek coming back and staying with Pilot. The console, I see, see your, I see your height fighting senses are fully functional. The project is nothing for you to concern yourself with, but I must make s- certain it should never be threat, be threat to you ship ever again. And turns away, a lips pursed thoughtfully. Cut back to present day Moya. Command, Aaron. Dago and John yelp as they staggered by another violent lurch. Aaron, I have to talk to him. 
She makes us leave, but John stops her. John urgently, Aaron, no, no. Pilot etches sketch isn't operating after all. Love's right now. Love's right now. Afraid seeing you won't help. Jacob sighs. He's locked himself inside his chamber. The only in these taken up to sensitive positions. He might have. He must have used voice command. And it's all my fault, John. I don't buy that. Unless more happened back then. She makes no response other than to look at him. So what happened back then? And there's a long silence. Looks down. Lost and Diego will look back expectantly, waiting. Suddenly he pulls away, takes off, have to talk to him. Diego and John, Aaron, they are jolted by another great shudder from Moya. Diego, I'll go. John, no. Why are you on to this? Diego, no, I can talk some sense into both of them. John, Diego, no, look. They settle the argument in a manly way. John holds his up his fist, rock, paper, scissors. They suddenly cut the free. John throws scissors. Diego throws paper, see ya. And John takes off after Aaron. Diego muttering with disgust. Can't believe it. Soon after, cut to dark, narrow access shaft. In the pilot's den, two DRDs are patrolling as they stop, scan, and move on. After they pass, Aaron and John emerge from the shaft. Side shaft runs already. Only the beams of their flashlights alight their stealthy way. They speak at hushed tones. Aaron, the DRDs are definitely in defensive posture. John, what are you planning to say, pilot? That you think is going to make a difference, Aaron. You're right. This is about the past. You remember more and more about these de- those days. I'm the only one who could possibly understand. So if I can forget to him to talk about it, it might help, John. So you think that talking will help, Aaron? Mm-hmm. John, why didn't why don't you talk to me? He talks to lots of him. He makes no reply. Come, Aaron. Let me know what you're so talking about. That happened, Aaron. I've been in Vidoric. The response is just you and me. The walls in here. Cut back to Marino f- f- Mara three cycles ago. Aaron and Vorek in private quarters. Semi-dressed Aaron is behind him. Giving him a neck message of rubbing her cheek against the top of his head. Vorek's sounding as if he's given up hope. Convincing her to come with him. I've, um, I've finished my summit here. I'm going to be signed, be signed, signed soon. Aaron laying her head on his forehead. I want to go with you. Vorek, you mean that? Bring around to sit. Having his, his and nods. About having his and nods as he strokes his hair. Like flying prowlers. And truthfully enough, been through all the accepted channels of the command. That sounds about the same thing to signal me out. They never listen to me. But I can make this as sudden as you. For you as flying any prowler it could ever be. I promise Aaron flatly. Continues to shrug him. Where would that, where we go? Right. What does it matter? Somewhere else. I was shuddering in the pause. Pilot would speak on the day he and the crew escaped the peacekeepers. Aaron flatly looking into his eyes, pressing him. Don't know how to live somewhere else. Varek, with too gentle gladness, you may only stay because it's, this is all you've ever known. It's right, new place. You'll thrive. And she stopped touching him, changed her mind. Varek, shortly, what? Aaron urgently, whatever you did. Whatever you did with Clarice's plan, put it back. Break, what are you talking about, Aaron? Her lips move, but she cannot articulate any words of responsibility, Aaron. What is it about? At a moment the door the room opens, flooding Break's face with a harsh white light. Aaron scrambles away from him. Comes attention to two soldiers, followed by Crisis, barge in, and Varek's eyes wide in horror. What have you done? Even later, to Crisis and soldiers, what's meaning this? Soldiers seize him, proceed to drag him away. Quite what do you think it is, Vorek? You're under arrest. Very angry, but also frightened by what charge? Crisis. The soldiers stop and hold the struggling Vorek before him for a moment. Treason. Crisis. Crisis. Stop. Crisis. The soldiers stop and hold struggling Vorek before him for a moment. Treason, of course. We can find no evidence of your attempts to sabotage my project. I think we may have caught you before able to do any of your damage. If I, we find, we'll find out soon enough, Aaron. Assume you are informant. Aaron, yes, Captain. Officer of Aaron's son. Crisis. Just contact Lieutenant Tag. 
She will see that you are rewarded with the assignment you requested. Aaron Prater, duty theater, sir? Close to whatever. To told to bring him. Perrett, he drags out of Aaron's looks with a dull horror. What she's done and says, You found it something special to single yourself out with. Congratulations, Aaron. No ordinary peacekeeper would have attempted this. As I told you, you are special. It disappears in custody. And Aaron, perhaps, closer perhaps, as he notices her for the first time, gives Aaron a lean, piercing look. Before turning away as well, Aaron is left alone, staring blankly after them. Cut back to present day Moya. Aaron stands in dark access shaft, staring through a grate that looks in Pilot's den. John stands behind her. Aaron, I got my duty. John, and what happened to Vorek? She get, makes response other than turn and look at him. John tilts his head back and his soul is silent and standing. Aaron turns back to the grate. Below them, Aaron Pilot can be seen sitting very still, console utterly alone, darkness of den. Aaron, but he never got they never wrote with him to talk. He never told them what he'd done to the sabotage Quest's plan. But I think I know now. His closest project to vote pregnant and a final Moya. John to breed a peacekeeper to find a warship. But he instilled the shield of event conception. Aaron, the shield of Diego, excellently shattered. Cut back to command with Diego. The others continue incessantly attempts to get anything working. Diego leaving his console. Control console is no use, Shane. There must be some way to get Moya to help us. So then, no, there isn't. All interior life support is in Pilot's hands. Diego, not anymore. Moya jars vi- them violently. So then, even if we can communicate directly with Moya, there's nothing she can do on her own. So then, just my luck. Of all the findings in the universe, I end up aboard one the second string pilot. Jane, now, now we know Pilot's first pilot. And how do we know Pilot's first Moya's first pilot? Was any better? Well, now that's what you call backhanded statement for Bolt. Cut back to Pilot's Den. He sits motionless in the eerie silence of the great chamber, his head bowed, eyes closed. But he's alive and looks up his metallic claim of great dropping rings out. Aaron and John drop down the catwalk, single yards, several yards in front of him. The uneas on either side of him. Now he, he speaks to them in his language. Pilot in low growl. Ak, toka, akara. Over the day and ends, DRDs open fire to them. John Pollock, no, but yes, he and Aaron are forced to return via. As he charged the console, down his lip for a few moments of flashes of pulse red gun flare, fire, metallic plink strikes. Brown and John he would pick off the DRDs, make, console, make the console their flashlight play over. By the face, growls like some great dangerous beast. They keep the guns trained on him. Pilot, no growl, get out of my chamber. Leave me alone. I know, Pilot, we need to talk. Pilot, growling again, talk. You want a chance to tell me, non-violent, who you, ha- you, who you are now? Tell me how non-violent you are now, or what? You blast me through in pieces. Well, you did, Pilot, used to sit here. Now makes a sudden angry move towards him. The gun, he doesn't get back down. Makes a move back towards her. John shouts her warning, her name warning, stay away from me. John shouting, and shouting, tell me now, pilot, talk to me right now, I swear I'll, John cutting her off, she's got, she's not got, not a lot of finesse for this sort of thing, Aaron in silence, pilot grabs dangerously, John continues gently, pilot, we just went here to help, we stayed to get for Moya, we starved to death, pilot with bit weary bitterness, if my one, no one will relegate them, their precious life, systems. One function properly. John conceding the point of self-interest. Right, fine, yes. We all want you back in the seat. Trying to appeal to him on a different level. He's, as he says, if no despondent child. Maya may be pretty worried. Wondering where the hell you got to. But it doesn't matter. You'd be better off without me. Aaron and John are quiet for a long moment. They ponder the depth of the great creature's misery. Aaron, she tosses to the gun to the console. In front of the pilot. John lowers his to the most well. I could have brought back memories of a time none of us wanted to remember. Based on my actions back then, I deserve to die. If you wish to kill me right now, I'm not going to stop you, but please, for any others of yourself. Pilot, he gazes at her, sees his, creases his face in deeper and darker than usual. His damn eyes glow against the deep grey of his skin. His compassion overcomes his anger. Our son is not you who deserve to die. Death is I. John McKay, 
So you're not Myers' original pilot. You're placed there. You can't blame yourself for that. Pilot, I don't, I don't, I don't only replace. Didn't only replace the old pilot. Cut the pilot's own world. Only three circles ago, we see him in the mist like ground fog. Few black rocks, just above the whirling, swelling vapors, higher ridges of rock comprise the horizon. Dominant feature of the landscape, night sky, with its heart stopping beautiful. Its blue, combat, deep blue, combat blue, densely spangled with stars. Pale Nora, Anoia, skimmers softly, comets, slowly rain their fire across the heavens. Bullock sits in the oak covering rock, speaks upon it, sits in the mist. And his great covered back and head visible above it. Pilot childlike as he looks up at Bolick. The elders already judged me. They said I'm not worthy of a pilot of the Phonian. Bolick, if you believe that, you won't be right here now. So why are you here? By hanging his head. I want to be joined so badly, Bolick. I can make that happen, young one. Pilot with ter- fear, a little bitterness. But the elders, the elders are not yet decreed it to be my destiny. Bolick. I offer you a chance to make your own destiny. Look up. What do you see? Looks up. Pilot tilts his head to look up too. Pilot breathes the world with wonder and reverence. Stars. Varric, that's what I offer you. Varric, that's what I offer you. Stars. Pilot wistful. I dream of nothing else. Varric, I... Right, I offer you the phoning. All you have to do is agree to help me. John Innocent struck pilot innocent struggling to understand the implications for its offer. But he said that from for me to join the old one would have to die. Very firmly the pilot will die no matter what you do. Pilot looks down and lets a long sad sigh as Varick watches him. Like Hawk, if you don't come with me, you'll find someone else who will come. Someone who isn't afraid to take their place amongst the stars. Cut back to present day Moya. Pilot, his voice is flat and husky. Peyton Moyer's true pilot was sealed at the moment. Do you see his hearing? It wasn't really you who caused his death. A death is me. If I didn't agree to come, Vorick may never have found a replacement. Pilot, but he looks down and he seems very close to tears. But I just wanted to desperately to see the stars. And his eyes are glistening as he smiles at him. And do you remember when you first came aboard Moyer? Vorick stroked your cheek like this to calm you. He reaches out and touches his face. His voice cracks. As he continues back then, couldn't find out why you did a scene like that. Now I couldn't fathom. I couldn't fathom. Now I, I couldn't. I couldn't fathom not doing it. We've come a long way since then, pilot. We can still got a long way to go. Take the journey with me. He accepts of comfort. Then reaching out with one great claw, he lays it gently against her cheek. She lays her hand upon it, and the tears come. Pilot weak and raspy. And I see just some temporary connections, and maybe made that make, make give me rotary control of my systems. And John smiled both back, both smiles offered to rejoin the world of living. John, okay, let's get started. Soon after, cut to Dago in the lower tier of pilot station amongst the great navigated spiny rear legs, and massive nerve fibers, which seemed to have grown consistently, consist, considerably since Vorick made original graphs. Perhaps the job of making the reattachment has fallen to Dago's as karma for his semantic relays. He ripped the DNA's. He flattened over the past cycle or so. Part of these connections are made just working fine. Part of those connections you made are working just fine. You realize if you finish with what you're doing now, allowing me to bond with Moya naturally, I'll take the entire circle for the process to complete. During the bonding period, I don't have much control of my systems. I had before I will make it more tenderous for all of us as they are as they as they have a choice. As if they have a choice, Maya Dr. Diego, doesn't matter, Pilot, you deserve to be bonded by you naturally. Pilot, I will work hard to deserve it. Diego I finished. How does it feel? Pilot will quite wonder. Almost more to himself than Diego. There's no more pain. There's no longer any pain. Cut to command, Aaron, John and Air. John Varick said you always remember you. <coughs> and and you and you have you Aaron hmm he said that he said in the right place I would thrive John you're right Aaron you know 
that time when he asked me to go with him, he said, you can go, be so much more, exactly what you said to me the first day I was here. John and you, you say, uh, John and you, say you think you love this man? As he watches, he takes a deep breath and glances him. There's nothing, but says nothing. He looks away as if thinking about it. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.